This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt, and this is Jessica, and we're just glad to be with you as we jump into a devotion that we read together and we film now, which is why... You would know that if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm good. It is September 7th. It is Labor Day. So hopefully some people are enjoying a day off. And uh, this is my first time that I've sent my kids to a school on a holiday because normally I would not tell them it was a holiday. (laughs) and We would just do school anyway. So they actually said that on the way to school last week. They're like, you know, it's Labor Day, right? Do you know what that means? It's a holiday. Like we actually don't have to do school. I'm like, yep, I got found out. (laughs) <laughs> so they're excited. I'm excited. Yeah. It's a good day. Fun. What's new with you? Oh, man. Just the stuff. All the stuff. <laughs> you know, that Paul series that we did at church was so good. I feel like it could have gone like another seven weeks. It was so fascinating. Yeah, but we're on a new series now. I know, which is church, awesome too. Which is called You Searched For It. So uh, I set you up for that. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> it's good. Good job. You've done this before. We've done this before. You searched for it. Yeah. And... uh you were finding out some interesting things people search for and not so interesting things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really wild to see basically the internet is turning into pretty much a place of entertainment. Like there's a lot of information on there, but what people are actively searching for is mostly entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the top 10, even in the top 200, most of it's entertainment and money related. Um there is some information-based stuff in the top 200, you know, like what's my IP address? That's a big one, for, apparently. Mm. But like a lot of like the things people care about, entertainment. Number one YouTube video is a music video. I think it's Despacito has 6.8 billion views. He made me guess how many, and I was like, I don't know, 200 million? 6.8 billion. There's only 7.5 billion people on the planet. That means how many people have watched it multiple times? I don't know, a lot, because I've never seen it. Anyway, um, so basically why we would do something like that is to look and see what people are interested in, what they're searching for, and then we talk about the Word of God, the Bible, uh, on kind of how to find that. And so last week's message was on contentment. I really, really, really recommend you going and watching that message. Very, I, I mean, I know I preached it and everything, but there are so many powerful things in that that changed my life, and uh, people have already responded uh, really well to some of the things I've said. So that's um, awesome, and you can find things. you can find that uh, message on our East Coast app, which you can find in any of the app stores. You can also find uh, Morning Breath, more information about Morning Breath, our chapter schedule, and if this is your first time with us, welcome. Morning Breath is a a radio show now, video cast as well, where we take one chapter of the Bible and we talk about it, and we see what God is breathing Morning Breath on it, and we just share. Uh, usually, we hone in on one or two verses, and we share what we get out of it, basically. So we love that you're doing this with us. We hope you are doing it with us, maybe as part of your devotion time or time with the Lord or just finding out more about your Bible. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. I have a book recommendation today. It's Ooh. a little different because, again, been a little busy, haven't been able to read a ton. But this is a is book. Is it your journal? It's my journal. This is called... You're going to read our, your No. Journal. It's a, called A Five-Year Journal. And this one's by Levenger, and it's really good. It has to last five years. So you have to have a really good binding. It has to be well-made. It's a little pricey, but I got it for, my, for Christmas, I think, for my mom, like five years ago. So I will open it up to show you that it has the date, and then it has five spaces. And basically for each date, so this is 26 in April, um, April 21st, 2016, I wrote what happened that day or what things I wanted to remember that day. And then the next year you write a little, it's like five sentences a day. And I have missed, obviously you can see I've missed like 2017 and 2018 the entire year. But I just love when I have taken the time to write in this. It's really cool to look back and say one year ago, we didn't even live in this house, you know, or one year ago we were struggling with this or one year ago, you know, or five years ago. So I love this. And, you know, it's September. We're coming up on a new year um, sooner than later. So I love this. And I think that you would too. It's really cool to just be able to do a little snapshot of a day and be able to look back. So it's cool. Thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> Speaking of thanks, mom, you know, in the message this week, I basically asked people to share something they're thankful about. And so um, I am thankful that we, I mentioned our crazy van, our old van. We're actually thankful for it. You see that, that snarl? <laughs> you didn't see it if you're not watching the video cast. So just imagine. <laughs> I'm thankful for our van. It's got us where it is today. Yep. And it's somewhere. <laughs> it's great. Stuck in our garage with a dead <laughs> alternator. <laughs> yep. Thankful. Thankful for a garage. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're at Mark chapter 16. Yes, we and, are. This uh, is the last chapter of Mark, and then tomorrow, uh, Morning Breath will be going into Galatians. So, heads up on that. Good. But Mark 16, I will read all of it because mm. it's 20 verses, and, I, you love and this me. is my gift to you. All right, Mark chapter 16. All right, read away. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome purchased sweet smelling spices so that they may go and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they were saying to one another, who will roll back the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, though it was extremely large. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right wearing a long, stately white robe, and they were amazed and bewildered. And he said to them, do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See, here is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there, just as he told you. They went out and fled from the tomb, for they were seized with trembling and astonishment, and they said nothing about it to anyone because they were afraid. Now Jesus, having risen from death early on the first day of the week, appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and reported it to those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they didn't believe it. After that, he appeared in a different form to two of them as they were walking along the way to the country. They returned to Jerusalem and told the others, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he called them to account for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen from death. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed in me and has been baptized will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment. But he who has not believed will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. So then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. 
And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord was working with them and confirming the word by the signs that followed. Uh, Amen. Amen. Very good. Uh, I'd like to reiterate something we were talking about earlier is Jesus rose on Sunday when the Sabbath was over, very early on the first day. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the timeline, and I had messed you up earlier. I'd, I had the As timeline I'm reading it, so I'm like, wrong. when the Sabbath was over. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is, a, this is the whole um, linchpin or center of everything that we believe happens in this chapter mm-hmm. of the Bible. If these things don't happen... We aren't Christians. Uh, Jesus rising from the dead and also ascending to heaven. Uh, it's just, if if this didn't happen, we don't have faith in Christ. There's mm-hmm. no reason to believe. There's no none at all. And so if you take this chapter and you throw it away, you can throw the rest of the New Testament away mm. with it. It's amazing yeah. uh, to even think about that. It is. The fact that Jesus not only died on the cross, but rose again, claimed he was going to rise again, did rise again. And uh, here, all the witnesses got to see that. Um, what, what stood out to you in the chapter? Uh, that verse three says, they were saying to one another, who will roll back the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? So Mary Magdalene, mm. Mary, the mother of James, and this lady, Salome, and maybe some other women who weren't mentioned, they purchased these sweet smelling spices. And I think in another gospel, it actually says how much of the spices, it was like a lot of spices. So not only costly, but also heavy and burdensome to try to take And they were going to prepare Jesus' body because there hadn't been time to do that how they normally would. And I just loved this picture of very early, they woke up, they spent their time, their treasure, um, their energy, and they were were on mission, yet they had no idea how they were actually going to accomplish the mission. They're literally walking there and saying, how are we going to roll back that huge many hundred pound stone? It seems to me like they're like, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. I mean, I, I just feel like they had so much faith. They knew their mission and they, they were just going for it. And then verse four, they look up and the stone has been rolled away. And I don't know the timeline between if it was like 10 minutes, five minutes, one minute. But on, on one, one moment, they're saying, how's this going to happen? They look up and, it, and it's happened for them. And I think so often God gives us maybe a step or just a picture or just a, a glimmer of what we're supposed to do or walk into. And it's all about us getting on mission. It's accepting the assignment and being obedient and moving forward and trusting. Like, yes, we can ask questions. Like they asked the question, but they didn't stop and turn around and they didn't go try to get a burly man to come with them to come help move the stone. They are just like, yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I know we're supposed to do this, so here we go. So That's really good. Yeah. I think that uh, the mission uh, is one of the things that we need in our life to mm-hmm. keep us moving forward. If we don't have a purpose, if we don't have a mission, if we don't have a dream, it gets, life can get discouraging. You know, the Bible will even say hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's happening to a lot of us is that we are struggling to know what the mission is. We might not even have a mission and I just, I would love to kind of remind you that you do have a mission. Part of everyone's mission is to bring Jesus to whatever situation that you're in. You know, mm-hmm. bringing Jesus into the workplace, bringing Jesus into your family, bringing Jesus into your social media presence, bringing Jesus into your friendships, bringing Jesus into your own personal life. Mm-hmm. That's part of everyone's mission. And then as you advance that, you'll see that God has a higher purpose for you 
Um, and, you know, you're not just meant to be a mom or a dad or a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, a nurse. You're meant to actually have a higher purpose in the world and bring not only Jesus, but whatever he's brought to this place. In fact, part of the commission that we all get is go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, that all creation, right? That's Mark 16, mm-hmm. uh, verse 15. That is everyone's commandment. Now, how we do that and what we do with that, uh, that's, that's another thing, that trying to figure that out. Um, what are some thoughts on figuring out a mission? Well, your message from the end of August, the very last message in the Paul series, you talked about what are the voices that we need to be listening to, the voice of Jesus, the voice of the mission, and the voice of a friend, trusted friend. And you talked a lot about, so I think that would be a great resource to go to. I believe it was like August 30th, 31st, that message. Um, how to find out your mission, start with this, like go into all the world and preach the gospel. How can we do that just in the way we live our lives? How can we do that in our families? How can we model that to our kids? Um, yeah, that's how. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I mentioned in the message, I think it's worth mentioning again, is the fact that, you know, when we say, well, what what am I supposed to care about? What am I supposed to do? Oftentimes that comes to us in the form of what can frustrate us. Like, what frustrates you in terms of injustice? You know, what do you care about? Um, and, you know, it could be a lot of things. What, it, you know, I know I heard, I'll tell you one thing that really bothers me. It just annoys me so badly is the fact that anyone that would uh, commit their lives to being in our military, even go and fight a war for us to protect our nation and free, keep us free. A veteran in the military could be struggling and homeless or dealing with PTSD and no one's helping them. Mm-hmm. They're not finding the help that they need. That really, really irritates me. Yeah. One of the things that we consistently try to do as a ministry is help veterans. It's a big part of our ministry. It's a big part of who we are. Another thing that really bothered me when I heard this was oftentimes foster children go from home to home and they oftentimes are throwing everything in a garbage bag, having to leave that day, something that uh, doesn't just bother me, but it bothers a lot of people at our church. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more people involved in helping veterans at our church. We're kind of, uh, I would say it bothers me, but it really bothers our whole community of believers at East Coast. And we help foster kids. Uh, We've gotten them suitcases and, you know, bags and stuff like that. So they have dignity when they go from one house to the next. And we help foster families. In fact, uh, two weekends ago, on a Saturday, we we had 40 foster families that were able to collect hundreds and hundreds of boxes of diapers and wipes and formula and all this stuff, and we were able to give them to those foster families and, and get some donuts and coffee just to say we love them, working with one of the main uh, sort of, uh, what would you call that, volunteer, not, not ministries, but 50C3s in Bavard County that help foster families, mm-hmm. um, foster support. We work along with that. So those are some of the ways that we put that in action Um, As a church, we get on mission. Yep. Verse seven stuck out to me earlier when I read this, but also while I was reading it, it says, but go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you. So when I was reading it, this part about go tell his disciples and Peter. Now, Peter had denied Jesus three times. And I think Peter had probably disqualified himself And maybe the other disciples too had disqualified him as being one of the disciples. I love that this angel told these women, go tell his disciples and then Peter. Like he added him as like a, don't forget Peter. Like go seek out Peter. 
and let him know that there is still hope for him, that there is still redemption for him, that Jesus still wants him to know that he is welcome. And I think it's like no matter what you have done, no matter if you have denied Jesus three times or 50 times, or you have never known him, or you have made a mistake, or you have... I don't want to na- start naming mistakes. I can think of so many. Um, it doesn't matter. Like Jesus is always seeking you out by name. So I want you to know that. But what I what I saw earlier when I was reading this is the part when it says, just as he told you. So this baffles me because, and I've had to re- go re- reread my Bible before to be like, what? Jesus told them before he died, everything that was going to happen. He was going to be crucified. He was going to rise from the dead and he was going to meet them in Galilee. So I don't know. I don't know how to process that. What do you think about that? It's just like they didn't have ears to hear. Because it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. In fact, the thing that's crazy is when you look through this chapter, not crazy, but I noticed this is that so many times the word believe is mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I think it starts here in verse 11. When they heard that Jesus was alive, and uh, they didn't believe him. Yeah. When he appeared to them walking the country, they returned, and they didn't believe that report either. And then Jesus appeared to the 11, and they were eating. He rebuked them for the lack of faith, their stubborn refusal to believe. And then he goes in, all, goes in the next verse, uh, verse 16, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, and whoever mm-hmm. does not believe will be condemned. And it just goes on. On the signs uh, will accompany those that believe, right? Mm-hmm. Believe, 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 believe. And that, that's really what God is asking from us is belief. It's faith. And uh, that's hard for some of us. We, yeah. That's hard for all of us. If, if you think that everyone's running around with just 100% faith, 24-7, 365, you are just wrong, all right? You're just flat out wrong. Everyone struggles with their belief. In fact, I'm a, um, I don't know, I've, I find a lot of comfort in realizing that God can use skeptical people. I'm a pretty skeptical person in general. Um, I don't take things at for face value. Uh, very often, you tell me something, I usually say, how do you know? You know, who, who told you that? Or blah, blah, blah. Literally the smallest things. Like, there's chocolate ice cream at the store. Who told you that? Where did you see it? What kind was it? What is it made from? Is it really ice cream? <laughs> That's I'm being facetious, obviously, but that... Is that what it feels like? It does. <laughs> But I do appreciate that about you because it's what makes you a really good teacher because you don't take things at face value and you have to dig in to understand it enough to be able to teach it. You don't just take what you hear. And I think that you can relate to a lot of people who feel the same way. Yeah, who struggle with belief and yeah. struggle with uh, just blind faith and just all of that stuff. Just believe me, everything I say. Well, the other thing about not believing people, it actually helps because so many times you hear something, you share it with somebody else and you go... How do we know that's true? And then the person goes, I don't know. You've unco- you actually have uncovered a lot of uh, falsities. Yeah. Is that a word? False. Well, falseness. I think part of it is just realizing that things travel quickly and the stories change. And mm-hmm. if you don't know the sources. Um, and so, I, I mean, I'm just bringing all that to say belief's very important. Mm-hmm. And don't be discouraged if you struggle with your belief. Yeah. Um, but it is important. It's super important. I think I would say this too, even if you're struggling, God can still work with you. You know, Peter gave up on Jesus and he went and he found him. He specifically called him out in this chapter and said, Mm -hmm. go tell all my disciples. And And Peter, Peter. even the one 
that didn't believe. That Especially the one that didn't believe. <laughs> yeah. Go get him. Yeah. Let him know. Yep. It's true. Uh, verse 14 is really about correction. And it says, Later Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he called them to account. Oh my gosh, can you imagine this moment? Like Jesus is like Jesus has died and they're here, the 11 disciples, they're reclining at the table and he calls them to account for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen them him after he had risen from death. So he, the people had told them, we saw Jesus and they did not believe. And here they were reclining at the table and Jesus himself appears. And I actually like, like that more than what it says in the New International Version. It says call to account for your unbelief, right? Yeah. This says he rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe. I like the idea of calling into account of why you didn't believe. Like if you were to say, hey, be accountable. Why mm -hmm. don't you believe? Mm -hmm. I like that because then you might say, well, and go back through like, well, why don't I believe in this or that? And you mm -hmm. go back and actually uncover like the reasons why you didn't believe yeah. and, and kind of backtrack and say, look, I didn't believe because I was taught something that, that was terrible or you know i was hurt by somebody and i attached myself mm -hmm. to that or i you know i struggle with that type of faith or whatever it speaks to jesus character because it's the kindness of god that leads us to repentance yeah it is not him hitting us over the head with shame or bullying us or forcing us into anything it is his kindness that leads us to repentance so it definitely speaks to his character yeah i mean it probably felt a bit stingy to be like yeah hey, guys i'm sitting i mean honestly though when you're looking at the risen jesus and he's like so uh, why couldn't y'all believe? I mean, I don't know if I would have cared at that point. I'd be like, it don't matter. You're here. Give me a hug. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're not dead. We just saw you beat to death, you know, and you're not dead. Well, here is what I wrote down earlier when I read this is he loves those he's, he corrects. He sure. doesn't leave us in our sin or our hard hearts or our wrong thinking. He actually brings us to account for it. And how gracious and kind is that versus leaving? It's like with our kids. We punish and correct our kids because we don't want them to one day. I mean, I remember like spanking one of our kids when they were really little. And I always, every time I would spank, I'd say, why are you getting spanking? And then we talk about it and we pray about it and I'd pray and they'd pray and it's a long process. But why do I do all that? Because I don't want them to one day haul off and hit someone and be a teenager and go to juvie. <laughs> like That's yeah. really the reason. I want them to know how to make good choices when they're under our roof and we, out of our kindness, like mommy spanks you because I love you. Like those are the conversations yeah. we would have. And they maybe don't understand that in the moment, but as they got older, those conversations were like, well, yeah, I get it. You don't want me to continue down this road of bad choices. Yeah, It's not, you're not a bad person. You're making a bad choice. Bad choice, Reagan. That's a bad choice. <laughs> I remember the other day when I tried to spank Reagan and my hand hurt because he's bigger than me now. <laughs> I didn't try to while. spank him. It's been a while. You know, discipline your kids when they're little, yes. not when they're bigger than you, yes. okay? Because it doesn't work when they're bigger than you if you don't train them up when they're little. Yeah, it's important. And Get their heart. And why? Because you love them and you don't want to break their yeah. spirit, but you do want to break their will because their will <laughs> is sometimes strong, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, verse 15, again, we already talked about this, but mission given. If you need a mission in life, here it is for all of us. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. There's the mission. And yeah. I love to, it, I just put this together. It was like, that came right after he corrected them. So he corrected them and instantly gave them something powerful to on hang mission. on to. Yeah. Put them right I back on that. mission. I, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, how can you find your mission? If you're struggling with your mission, let's, you know, take some time, 
Take some time even right now and begin to ask the Lord. And if you're watching this, maybe pause it or something. Or if not, just let it play to the end and ask the Lord, what is the mission that you've given me? Do you have a higher purpose? Absolutely. Do you have part of the mission is bringing Jesus to people? Yes, but which people? Your people are going to be different than my mm -hmm. people, right? And then begin to do that. I have a friend of mine. He's running a, a spin class. Mm -hmm. And part of it is he wants to bring Jesus to that community. Yeah. And he's like, hey, they've been telling us that we're the church. The build, church is not a building. And COVID just kind of helped me prove the point that if I'm not bringing Jesus into my everyday life, then we can't really say that anymore. So now, uh, you know, see him on Sunday and hang out with him and different things like that at church still. But he's uh, he's running church at a spin class. It's really cool. I actually went to one of his classes and was so sore afterwards. I don't remember the last time I've been that sore. It was a very good class, very difficult. But in the middle of the class, while we were huffing and puffing and spinning, um, he they take a moment to have what he called a sermon and... It's just an inspirational moment that during the song, while the song is playing, while people are still working out, he took a moment to be like, listen to this. Think about your week. Think about the fact that we are right here and we are getting to participate in the spin class. It's a get to, not a got to. And the very next day, I had one of the longest days of my life. I was, it was just very, very, very busy. And Longer all day- than 24 hours? It felt like 72 hours, like the whole day. It was crazy. But the whole time, what was in my head- it's a get to, not a got to. All of these things I am getting to do. Yes, they are exhausting. And yes, they is, it's a lot. And it's too much for one day to have to be doing. But it's a get to, not a got to. And I yeah. was able to reach out to his wife and just say, tell your husband thank you because that really ministered to me a lot. That's right. And I want to confirm some things for you. When you follow God's will in your life, it, the Bible says signs will follow. Pe you know, spiritual things will happen. Mm -hmm. You know, driving out demons, speaking a new tongue. You'll be protected. You know, if you accidentally pick up a snake and it bites you, you won't die. You could you could be poisoned by somebody. You won't die. Mm -hmm. Like uh, my dad was actually poisoned on a missions trip in India, mm -hmm. and he didn't die. I mean, the things happen, and people are trying to destroy believers' lives, and the demons are trying to stop this from happening. And guess what? We will have the victory. Yep. You'll place hands on people that are sick, and they will get well. Like this is the reality. This is the power of God operating and the anointing of God operating in believers who are willing to take Jesus to the world. Thank you so much for listening. We're so glad. We will see you next, next week, next yep. Monday. Yep. And see Morning Breath on tomorrow as well. God bless you. Bye. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. 
Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.